and good afternoon, or welcome everybody, back to another edition of City View with Mayor Tom Koch on uh, podcast, one of podcast Quincy's podcasts. And what a beautiful day it is. Welcome, Mayor Koch. I'm Mark Carey, your media director, and welcome again. Thank you for welcoming me in my own office. <laughs> People don't know that. This is a podcast. They can't see it. So that's good. No, but we're looking out at the beautiful Hancock Adams Common. It's gorgeous out there today. A lot yes. of people out and about. It is, but uh, I have a face for podcasting. You do indeed. <laughs> yes, thank you You brought much. it up. <laughs> I did. You got I a great did. voice and for radio, though. That. Well, that's, that's why we keep me <laughs> off the video and put me behind the video and on podcasting. So uh, we'll also be doing a lot more videos uh, coming up, and, and we are encroaching on Memorial Day weekend, and it is an absolutely beautiful day out there today. So let's talk a little bit about Quincy and Memorial Day and what we do, and and uh, I know that this is one of your favorite times of the year, and we've talked about this a lot, this issue, when it comes to our veterans and how we hold them in such high esteem in Quincy. So talk a little bit about Memorial Day. Well, you know, Memorial Day has become, I think, for for most families, a time to remember all their loved ones who've gone before us, you know. Um, in fact, more than 80% of cemetery visits to cemeteries happen around Memorial Day weekend within, you know, within a week or so on either side of it. Uh, but, you know, the real meaning the federal government is to remember those that uh, died in service to our country, those soldiers and sailors and uh, folks that uh, put it all on the line and gave up uh, everything, really, including their life for us. Um, and then, of course, there are those veterans that served well and, uh, and perhaps are buried in some of these cemeteries that um, that didn't get killed in action, but certainly uh, gave up four years of their life. Some of them got wounded. Some of them got uh, got wounded emotionally and had to deal with a lot of issues over the years. So you know, with the less than one percent of our population serves, um, it's a volunteer Army, Navy, Marines, uh, Air Force, and Coast Guard. So you know, there's no draft here. So these people are special people. We need people to do it. So Memorial Day is, uh, you know, across the country, every village and hamlet and on city across the country will be celebrating Memorial Day in their own traditions. Um, obviously, I think the most significant symbol is that of the flag. So in Quincy, we have a number of cemeteries, but I think the most visible one, obviously, is Mount Wallison Cemetery mm. on the corner of C Street and Southern Artery. And the way it is elevated above the wall um, uh, you know, seeing all those flags when you drive by and all the graves, it's it's very very impressive. And uh, you know, we we'll talk later another show, I'm sure, about Flag Day. But you know, that flag is is pretty meaningful. Um, and I'm sure for to everybody has a little bit of different meaning. But uh, one of the great meanings it has is representing all those who have served to defend that flag all across the world. And you know, you can start with the uh, you know, the time of the idea of this country when the Revolutionary War hit and uh, who thought uh, that these, um, you know, these unprofessional soldiers in the colonies would knock off the greatest power in the history of the world uh, at that time, uh, the Great Britain Empire. So, uh, and since that time, I mean, right after that, I mean, we, we had to create a Navy and, and Marines were sent to defend our merchant ships from being raided by the pirates, uh, over off the Africa coast and all. So there's a long history of people stepping up and serving uh, their nation. And Memorial Day is really a day for us to come out and really just say thank you. Um, you know, our presence is probably the best thing we can do um, uh, for these for these folks. And, you know, obviously the veterans who are still with us will be, will be there to honor their comrades who have gone before us. Um, so, you know, we have a parade on the Monday uh, on the day. Uh, starts at 10.30, comes down through Quincy Center and 
heads up uh, Coddington Street and ends at the Mount Wilson Cemetery at that beautiful veteran section. In fact, I was down there this morning. Um, we have a number of volunteers. George Bouchard, who's the Veterans Graves Officer. George Nicholson is the Director of uh, Veterans Services. George coordinates all the volunteers. We get thousands of graves across the city that have to be decorated. So uh, we're so grateful to all the volunteers that come out and really enjoy. And for some of them, it's very emotional to place those flags on the markers at all these graves. And, um, you know, you mentioned Mount Wollaston, but we have Pine Hill Cemetery. We have the Sailor Cemetery. We have the Hall Cemetery. We have the Hancock Cemetery. So there's a number of veterans in all these cemeteries throughout the city. So uh, it's a big task. We couldn't do it without all the tremendous support we get from the volunteers. Most people think that Memorial Day is a day to kick off the summer. It is, but at the same time, it's a, it's a time to remember. So I would suggest with because of our brand-new, beautiful Hancock Adams Commons, start here at the Hancock uh, Cemetery where you can see a beautiful memorial to our American Revolutionary soldiers that were lost from Quincy. Yeah, that's a listing, I think, of all that served from Quincy, and, uh, and we, did have, we did have some that we lost uh, this year, we get a little extra emphasis on the Civil War monuments because we replaced a number of stones at Mount Wollaston for a number of soldiers we lost during the Civil War. Um, so, you know, again, no matter what period you are in our history, Quincy was here, and Quincy was a part of each and every one of those conflicts, battles, and wars. In fact, when I was at Mount Wollaston, I, you know, I visited my dad's grave, who served in World War II. I visited my uncle, uh, Donat Levisseur, who uh, who's buried in the veteran section? He served in Korea. I visited my visited my uh, brother Joe's grave. Uh, put the flag on his grave. He was a Vietnam era vet. Um, so uh, every conflict, every war you can think of, were re- are represented in each of these um, um, you know veteran sections of our cemetery. So you know, again, it's it's you know, it's not just about having a cookout that day. It's not just the kickoff of the summer. It's really to pause. And, you know, what does it take? A couple hours, really, to come down and just show support and a sense of gratitude for, for all those that served. It's, it's not asking a lot, in my opinion. And that parade is on Monday, starts at 1030, ends up at the Wallison, Mount Wollaston Cemetery um, at the end of the parade. So thanks, Mayor, for talking about Memorial Day. And Quincy was mentioned last night, by the way, on, uh, on Jeopardy. I'm oh, sure no kidding. Were, yeah, it was. Of course, they called it a town, but... Well, it was at one time. <laughs> it was. So let's talk about uh, more outdoor activities throughout the summer, and we have a... Our first professional sports team coming up. We've talked about this before, but never on the podcast. So let's update folks on what is coming to Quincy as far as the professional sports team's new home. Yes, uh, we're thrilled to be become the home for the Boston Cannons, which is a professional lacrosse team. They've been playing several years at uh, Harvard Stadium as their home uh, field. Um, Rob Hale approached me a couple of years ago. Uh, maybe a year and a half ago, to see if there would be any appetite for the city to host them at Veterans Memorial Stadium. So, um, by the way, I'm, I'm sure many of you that maybe listen to the show have been at the stadium, but if you haven't, it's a gorgeous venue, surrounded by a brick wall built during the WPA, a uh, beautiful homestand side that holds uh, somewhere between 3,000 and 3,500. Uh, the field is magnificent, brand new synthetic turf. So, Part of the commitment was the Cannons would come in and spend about a million and a half on amenities in the stadium, new locker rooms, new press box, a uh, new scoreboard with a with a giant, um, what do you call those things um, they have oh, at the, the sports the, stadiums? Yeah, the, the LED video screens. Video eight, screens. Eight-foot screens. Eight-foot by eight feet, yeah. It was 12 cement trucks for the foundation of that piece. <laughs> so, Unbelievable. Uh, and then, of course, they're putting a VIP, VIP section up on the other side. So 
you know, some people have approached me with great excitement about it. Some people have questioned me, you know, is, are we, you know, what about the kids, you know? Well, they're, they're going to have seven home dates at the stadium, the Cannon, seven. In the summer, too. Uh, yes, June through September. It does not displace any of our sports teams. In fact, I would suggest it's a great benefit because they're doing things in the stadium we couldn't afford to do. All our kids are going to benefit. They're also providing all kinds of camps and support to the lacrosse, youth lacrosse, as well as the high school programs. Uh, you know, and Rob Hill continues to be a very, very generous corporate sponsor sure, sure. in many ways to our city. So uh, it's been a delight. Paul Hines, uh, Public Buildings, um, Commissioner of the Public Buildings, Commissioner Dave Murphy in the parks, been working hand-in-hand with the folks from the Cannons and getting the place in shape. They didn't open house this past Sunday. I did stop by. We had some heavy rains in between there. Uh, but they were, they had their players out there playing, and people could come in and watch uh, they're still uh, trying to figure out their roster, and I think they're narrowing it down, obviously, with June 1st coming up pretty quickly. Um, so it's, it's pretty exciting. I, I, you know, I didn't know much about lacrosse years ago, even, uh, even as park commissioner, dealing with Frank Casper when he, him and a group started youth lacrosse. Uh, and then my kids decided to play it. So I learned a lot by watching them, and, and uh, it's quite a sport. I, it's, uh, I mean, think about it. I mean, it's a very different sport between boys and the girls' programs. Uh, boys program is, uh, boy, if that was around in high school, I probably would have played. You get to run around, hit somebody with a stick. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty cool. Um, no, it's, it's, a, it's a great program. Um, lacrosse is a great game. And to have, um, you know, a team like this, a professional sports team playing in our Veterans Memorial Stadium, it's pretty significant. Uh, it's a great opportunity for, for people to come and enjoy it and watch it. And Eating our restaurants after, before, yeah, sure, absolutely. Of um, and and they'll have um, there'll be food and stuff available to purchase at the stadium for these mm-hmm. events. I already bought season tickets. Um, you did for it, absolutely. Nice. Um, you know, I'm sure my my kids will enjoy some of the games uh, as as will I. So it's a great take. I mean, it's uh, late Saturday afternoon, early Saturday evening, so you could come to the game. I think it's like there four o'clock or so. Watch a great game, and then you could head to any of our restaurants around town, the Marina, Quincy Center, wherever, and enjoy uh, enjoy a nice uh, nice dinner. So uh, it's exciting. It really is. A lot of buzz around about it. I've run into a lot of people. They think it's pretty neat. And what's also, I think, going to play into it is that the Quincy South, the whole South Shore, is a big lacrosse community. So, you know, you go, and I know from playing and watching my kids play in high school, uh, South Shore community, they got some pretty, pretty solid teams, Duxbury and in Hingham and uh, so many of those those places. So I think coming to Quincy for Veterans Memorial Stadium to watch a game is going to be a whole lot easier than trying to get to Harvard. Sure. Um, so um, no, it's hard to get into Harvard, but getting over to a game <laughs> could be a little difficult too. So yeah, uh, I, I think it's really going to be cool, really cool. Yeah, it's exciting stuff, and uh, I'm really excited to see to watch that professional level of play too. I've, I've seen the high school games, but this is something else. So thanks for sharing that. Um, yesterday there's sort of an exciting thing that happened here and with the new – uh, new parking garage that garage that was in the old Hancock lot mm-hmm. out in Quincy Center, the downtown area. You want to talk about what the topping off means and what that was all about? Yeah, so the garage was put together by the iron workers. So, um, you know, they traditionally always have a topping off ceremony, whether it's a 50-story building, a 10-story building, or a parking garage. So yesterday we went down uh, a number of folks that have been involved in working on this project, city team, the uh, private investment teams, uh, Peter O'Connell and his team, because they're building a building right next to it. Uh, you know, the iron workers, Vinnie Coyle and his team. Um, it was pretty awesome. You know, it was pretty cool. They, those guys uh, did an incredible job. If anyone that was paying attention, walking by or driving by, see that thing go together so quickly, so efficiently, it was pretty amazing. So 
it was a celebration to uh, to top it off. Now there's still more work to do. We're looking at a September opening, so there's a lot of work to do inside. Uh, they got to put all the pieces together, if you will, connect everything, uh, the lighting and and all the other pieces, fire suppression, etc. Uh, will be handled during the summer months. Um, local 103 is on the job as well as local 79 workers. So uh, a lot of good jobs out of it. Um, I got uh, a compliment from uh, an old timer I saw at the Sons of Italy Sunday at their memorial mass. Uh, Sunday was a busy day. I started there, and uh, he lives in Branch, but he said, um, I know I, I saw your garage. I love the garage. It's not just a concrete. It's got the brick. It looks beautiful. Is that your Italian accent? So that's my Italian accent. <laughs> that wasn't bad, okay, was that's it? That's pretty good, actually. Right, right. I'm not it so good with the brother Guido but, Sarducci, but whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but he made my day. So, you know, that's people great. do pay attention because we didn't want it to look just like one of those old, ugly uh, cement structures like the the one at the corner behind the Stop and Shop building or like the old Ross Garage, you right. know. We want it to look like something, and, and it really does. It's shop. Um, so it's uh, it's exciting stuff. That's going to hold 712 cars when it opens in September. That's going to be real big relief on the pressure right now for the daytime parking because sure. nighttime parking, there's still plenty of parking, folks. The Ross is half empty every night. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you hear people say, there's no place to park, you're full of baloney. There's plenty of places to park for at night if you want to come down and enjoy dinner uh, in the downtown. And uh, so good stuff. Uh, my hat's off to a lot of people. And this coming summer, you're going to start to see the 15-story building start to rise out of the ground. It's going to yeah, be pretty amazing. impressive. That really is impressive in the, for the new downtown. And uh, that's what mostly people, I think, are talking about. It's mostly positive, thank goodness. But let's uh, switch gears. We only want to hit on a couple more issues before we wrap up this day. Um, you had created a new commission, a disabilities commission. Well, actually, it's it's really the um, kind of a restart, a reboot. Uh, okay. It's been on the books for a while, but the people that were on it had lost interest, moved on, or passed away. Uh, city council asked that we kind of put it back together again. There's some folks that have expressed some interest to serve, so that's fine. Um, you know, when I go back, when I first served with Jim Sheets uh, back in the '90s, um, you know, the the whole ADA law wasn't was pretty fresh off the books, so you know, we're just getting into it. Um, so there was a lot of concern from those with disabilities that, you know, were we doing enough? But when you really look fast forward to today, and people notice, anytime we do a street over, we're doing curb cuts, you see the the panels put in the ground as part of the curb cuts. Um, Anytime we do work on buildings, we're upgrading with handicapped bathrooms and entrances and and so forth. So we're very cognizant of it. Um, It it is the law. We try to abide by the law as we go along. You, You know, it would have been impossible financially to do everything immediately, just impossible. Right. So, but over time, we're chipping away at it, and even the playgrounds. We've got a number of playgrounds that are accessible to handicapped kids. Um, so I think we've come a long way as a society. We certainly have come a long way as a municipality. Um, you know, getting into the old city hall in the old days was, was tough. We have a brand-new elevator right in the old city hall area that people can come to public meetings that couldn't get up the stairs before. So made a lot of progress. But there is still, you know, there's always more to be done, absolutely. And uh, so we're going to put this back together, the, commi- the commission, uh, start meeting on a monthly basis and, uh, you know, see what comes out of it. I'm sure they'll be uh, all positive. Thank you, Mayor. And one more issue. I know it's not your favorite issue or your favorite topic, but at least it's sort of a bit of an update on the EPA situation. I know that we're going into mediation or something, and we could talk about this as we as this progresses. But yeah, this. Um, I want to uh, remind me before I finish. I want to go back to lacrosse for one for okay, one point. Sure but uh, yeah, the EPA thing is is um, is ongoing. I mean, uh, it's very uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of process. It's complex. It's complicated. 
there's lawyers involved, there's, an engineer, there's engineers involved, there's a lot of science involved. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, push back and, back and forth. Uh, I hope and expect that we'll end up in some kind of a mediation process uh, whereby a, um, you know, an objective uh, judge or, or administrative judge can, can look at this thing and say, okay, we've we got to be reasonable here all on sides. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, I actually, I, I was the keynote speaker at a, a meeting last week, Monday, a uh, statewide organization about water quality. This number of communities have come together uh, because they've gone through some of these same issues with the EPA and uh, really, really believe it's so, so unfair. Um, and, and, and I truly believe it is. And, and look at it. And, and I've said this on the show before. I, I said, uh, you know, nobody cares for the water more than we do. We swim here. We live here. We breathe the air here. So for these people to come from out of town to tell us uh, what we ought to be doing uh, is a little offensive to me, for one. Uh, two is, uh, now you're getting me going here, Mike. Uh, two <laughs> All you is, have to do is say EPA, and here we go. <laughs> well, listen, I think it was well-intentioned of when course, it started. And I, and in the old days, they partnered with communities. The federal government came in and said, look, let's work together and get this cleaned up. And they would fund part of it, the municipality would fund it. Now it's, a, it's a purely a stick-up. It's purely an absolute overreach by the federal government Big brother, they know what's best for us. And I don't care whether it's education, whether it's environment. It gets very, very frustrating to me. I believe the federal government is completely out of control, and I think the founding fathers are spinning in their graves. Thomas Jefferson once talked about every so often there probably needs to be a revolution to keep it in check. Uh, you know, the federal government was created by the colonies, by the locals. The federal government didn't create the cities and towns, right? You know, so they should be a partner, not um, an enforcer or a punisher. I, I just, I get very frustrated about this because you know we as a community have been doing the right things. We've been spending millions, millions of dollars every year to fix our old, old infrastructure, soil lines, drain lines, and I want to remind people that we're not in a combined sewer overflow situation. So our sores go into a sewer system that gets treated. Our drainage is separate. The, the, the storm drains on the streets, they go out into the waterways. And the concern is the water quality coming through those storm drains into the water can be problematic. And that is true. And there's a lot of factors. You know, you get, yeah, you sure. get dog waste rolling into the storm drains. Mm. You get bird waste. You get people that wash their cars, chemicals wash into the storm drain. When I was a kid, Neighbors, you'd see people changing their oil right over the storm drain. It was Paint, crazy. Yeah. Paint pouring into it. They had no clue what they were doing. I yeah. think there's a better understanding today. But the point is, as long as we have those storm drains, um, there's always going to be some challenges. Wallison Beach is open far more today than it ever has been. So that shows we've had great progress. In fact, Mark, when we swam in it, when we were kids, it was far dirtier. We just didn't oh, yeah. know any better. Right. They didn't do testing back then. No. Now, there was some common sense. You didn't swim in it the day after the rain. Because the storm drains were, I hope you knew that, but uh, we I knew did, that. But that's probably so, why the way that, I am the way I some am. Things, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it, there's got to be some uh, reasonableness, some common sense um, to work these things through. And, uh, and, I, and I don't believe the federal government's been reasonable on this. I know that's very surprising to people out there. But um, it, once again, I think it's the overreach of the feds. You know, why the U.S. attorney... Uh, believes they have to sue the city of Quincy and something like this. It's just absurd to me. And by the way, you know, the, the EPA has been no bargain to work with on, on 
permitting stuff as we've been trying to get things improved along the way, including the tie gates at Black's Creek. Um, and uh, again, I say, and I say this respectfully to all sides, but you know, I get elected. I get to stand before the people, and I get beat up, and I get to answer questions, and I get elected or not elected. You get these bureaucrats that don't answer anybody. They don't yeah. answer anybody. Yeah. You know, they, you know, so it's it's out of control. It really is. Um, and uh, I believe in the mission. Don't get me wrong. We need clean air. We need clean water. Of course. Uh, but it's just gone way too far from what it was in the old days. The old days, there was a partnership between different levels of government to clean our air and to clear our, clean our water. It's no longer that partnership. It's a it's a gotcha. It's it's a pointing the finger, and it's uh, you know, it's making an assistant U.S. attorney feel good about suing a municipality for on their resume. I don't know. It's 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 um, well, I've said enough for today. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, let's bring it back a little bit. Let's talk about lacrosse a little more. No. Yeah, I should say. You know, um, I don't know if I talked about, it, but uh, I don't want to. You know, spend a lot of time on personal issues, but sure. you know, my son graduated. Uh, I know your daughter graduated recently. This week, last um, weekend, Julianne at the Curry College. Yeah, so congratulations yeah. to her and and my son Connie. Congratulations, uh, congratulations to him. But yes, uh, he course. he graduated last week from uh, week before last uh, St. Joe's in Maine, uh, along with uh, Quincy resident uh, Mikey Finn. Along the Quincy resident David Free, wow, uh, three Quincy yes. kids, and I want to congratulate each of them. And uh, my son Cornelius played lacrosse. He was a co-captain with Mikey Finn, uh, and Mikey Finn broke the school record in lacrosse for points scored and goals scored. Wow! Uh, he plays attack. Uh, he was excellent when he was at North Quincy High School. He's a great kid. Uh, his father, Joe Finn, a former city councilor, was one of the most passionate guys I've ever seen watch lacrosse. Great guy. He becomes a different person when you see him at a game. It's, <laughs> and the first time I saw him in high school at the Municipal Stadium was remarkable. Is that the same Joe Finn I know? <laughs> you, wow, was, he, was yeah. he into it? But So I got to you know, enjoy Joe's company, his wife Dolores over the years watching the games. No longer. Those games are no longer. They've graduated. That's, that's the end of the line. So we'll certainly miss that. But... Um, Congratulations to the, all three young men. They've done very well and made their families proud. And, and while we're at it, I mean, you know, this last couple of weeks has been a lot of graduations for college for people. Uh, and this Friday, I'll be at the Quincy College commencement. Uh, so there's a number of kids that will be graduating this week. My daughter, Abigail, one of them. Uh, and, uh, you know, congratulations to all those families, uh, all those individuals. Um, it's a great uh, great moment in people's lives. What a sense of achievement, you know, when you get to that point at graduation, really and and then they go on to the next next phase, whether it's further education or going to the workplace. But uh, pretty special. We'll be doing our high school graduations uh, in June, I know. June tenth and eleventh. So I'm sure we can talk about that another time. But uh, great time of the year. So all those graduates out there, no matter how old you are, or <laughs> if you went back later, and congratulations, and especially to your families who have supported you every step of the way. And that, on that note, Mayor, let's uh, let's end today's broadcast. And we would like to invite you to listen to our next podcast, a new podcast coming up next week. It'll be called History and Heritage Roadshow, where we focus. Bob Damon is the is the host of that, and we'll be focusing this on the first two episodes on the Church of the Presidents, followed by the Granite Industry in Quincy. So stay tuned for that on one of Podcast Quincy's podcasts. This is City View with Mayor Tom Koch, a weekly podcast where you can check it out on Facebook. You can see. You can also check out the mayor's videos. He just did one on on the um, Hancock um, parking lot, of course, with the new garage that's being built, and that is on our YouTube channel, City of Quincy. Check it out: Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and wherever else you can find other social media outlets, Instagram, and all of them. So, <sighs> thank you, Mayor. Thank you, Mark. Have a great day. <laughs>